Do it. That song is, that's like the theme song. Okay. It. The Greatest Adventure by Glenn Yarbrough. And is Gollum in that? Yeah. Okay. Although animated very interestingly. Um, I uh, do need to revisit The Lord of the Rings. Oh, you need to revisit. <laughs> uh, I owe to Press Kenobi this. Hold on one second. <laughs> All right, there we go. I think that needs to be louder. Let's try it again. <laughs> it's the best. Yeah. <laughs> That's uh, Susan killing the uh, dwarf in Narnia. <laughs> yeah. Isn't it played by Warwick Davis? Did we no, look that's that Deep Roy. That's Deep Roy. That's Deep right. Roy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Deep Roy has also been in some Star Wars stuff. Oh, yeah. He was Max Rebo or Droopy McCool. I can't remember if he was really? both or was one of them. Was he the original Max Rebo? He was either Max Rebo or Droopy McCool. Really? Yeah. Wow, Re- Max Rebo's got, having a renaissance thanks to Book of Boba Fett. I know. Yeah, everybody loves Max Rebo. Look at Droopy. Mo asked me, like, be honest, you know, and uh, I didn't ask me anything after my colonoscopy. Uh, Mo is like, who's more iconic, Max Rebo or Babu Frick? And I said, recency bias be damned. <laughs> Babu Frick is a fucking legend, okay? Droid is ready. Hey! hey! <laughs> you know, if you can take anything, if you, even if you didn't like the sequel trilogy... Babu Frick is God. Babu Frick elevated Rise of Skywalker at least by three numbers for me. It was incredible. <laughs> I love Babu Frick. Oh, I do I too. think he is one of the five greatest, like, secondary characters in all of Star Wars. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Hey, don't get me wrong. I like a little Max Rebo Jizzband jam. Oh, yeah. But fucking Babu Frick. Babu Frick, yeah. Hello, my name Babu Freak. Fucking awesome. Yeah. God, he's cool. He's fantastic. He's so small, too. I do I do want to get a like VH1 behind the music on the Max Rebo band though. Yeah. And, like figure out what happened. There's got to be He must have just jumped out. I mean, you could jump out of the side of the barge. Oh yeah. He looks like he would land softly, too. Oh. I mean, one definitely. it's sand, but two. He's got like a He's got a very... Uh, he's pillowy. Yeah, he's got a pillow <laughs> dynamic to him. Like, if I feel like I could go rest my head. You know what they should really release? It's like a Max Rebo pillow. That'd be great. You know, I got that one pillow out there that's like the half seat pillow. Yeah. Yeah, you could do a seat pillow for Rebo. For sure. Yeah. They make Tauntaun sleeping bags, for Christ's sake. Yeah, where is our Max Rebo pillow? <laughs> that's what we need. Anyways, welcome to the Clonecast. I'm Welcome Tom. To the clone cast. Oh, yeah, I don't know. We need yeah, to figure yeah, this yeah. out. Maybe we just write it down. Yeah. I'm Tom. I'm Adam. What we do here is, I'll tell you what we're doing. It's wild. It's never been heard of. What we do is, we're watching that goddamn Clone Wars show, front to back, chronological order, my first time through, Adam's ninth time through, 
Something like that. Something like that. We're just I just make up numbers. Um, but what we normally do is before we get to the episode review, we bullshit for twenty to forty minutes. And then um, we get right on. In we get there. right in there. And today we're going to be going with uh, Voices, season six, episode twelve, uh, as Yoda's great adventure continues. Yoda's great adventure. It's a fun one. Yes, it is. And seeing that little fucking starship of his, I keep fucking staring down that set. It's actually Destiny. Season 6, episode 12. Oh, I didn't update my sheet. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. Destiny. Voices was the previous Voices one. was the previous. Um, But yeah, that little starship, man. I keep staring at that. I know. It, it's, I just, it's How hard much to is just, it used? I don't know. Like 50, 60 bucks. Uh, I don't know. Um, But I, it looks like a toasty treat. Yeah. It really does look like something I want to do. Mo got the uh, Krennic starship. Oh, nice. Uh, the Krennic shuttle, I should say. It's so much fun. I think I, I've been thinking about it. I went to Nerd and Out. Yeah. Um, what, we, I've been waiting for your take on that place for a very long time. You can waste time with your friends when your chores are done. Now, come on, get to it. I would like to see the baby. Perhaps the archives are incomplete. My grandpa always told me, don't watch your credits. Watch your health. Mark, Mark. A fine addition to my collection. All right, collectible corner. So I did go to the famous Nerd and Out. Now they've only been harassing you to go there yeah. for the past month. Um, let's hit this fade this down. Okay. Um, so now, if you're new to the Clone Cast, Adam and I, this is Collectible Corner, where we talk about we're we're into Lego sets, Black Series. We you know we do this stuff. Um, Delayed adolescence. Yeah. So what we do is here we discuss stuff that we've been looking at, stuff that we want to procure for ourselves. Um, stuff that we've built or gotten and that still makes us horny. So, um, there's but... A hand, there's a handful of collectible and comic stores around the yes. Twin Cities metro area. We have quite a good selection here. Yeah. And there's one that's on the other side of town from me called, it's more closer to where you live, called Nerdin' Out. And Adam has been just pulling my leg to get me to go there for a while there. So the day after the colonoscopy, which we can discuss the colonoscopy. Yeah, we well, need to get to we that. We should have a medical corner, really. <laughs> I mean, we got two autoimmune hosts here, right? You know, we should we should have a medical yeah. corner. We'll get we'll get working on that. Um, but yeah, I went to Nerd and Out the day after my colonoscopy to treat myself. I ended up buying a. Did you see the large yes, Qui Gon? <laughs> he dwarfs Obi Wan. <laughs> okay, so this is from like 1999 when Phantom Menace came out. There was like some stands. They're they're by a company, that, a toy company called Applause, which is no longer around. Oh, okay. But when I was at Hot Comics in Richfield, I found the Obi-Wan one. Now, he's more of like an 8-inch figure. Um, and then when I went to Nerd and Out, I found the Applause Qui-Gon. But he's like the 16-inch one. So he's twice Obi-Wan size. So he's just dwarfing him right next to him right now. <laughs> and I also have giant Ray behind Ray him. Ray looking down yeah. on both of them. It's really great. So I got that. Um, I did stare down the Krennic shuttle. I don't know, man. I like the Krennic minifig, but... I, I'm getting really drawn. If I'm going to drop money right now on a Lego set, I think it's the gunship. Yeah, I know. I know, but I'm telling you, you will enjoy building that set. The way it opens up, the minifigs that come with yeah. it, you will enjoy that one. Okay. Now, Mo, like I said, Mo, one of the clone Casanovas, did get it. It comes with a Krennic and Death Trooper Mo. and K2. Mo, though, she got it used off eBay and did a local pickup. The thing was already built. So oh, she's yeah. like, do I break it down and build it? What do I do? It's oh, like, you definitely do that. Oh, yeah. you break. Yeah. You break down. Yep. Um, but yeah, so I don't know, dude. 
I don't one. I don't need another set. I have a few sets to build. I think I'm going to start doing a bag a day on the cantina. Okay. Um, and just kind of there's probably what sixteen bags in there. Probably. Yeah. So we'll do a bag a day on the cantina. That'll be fun. Slowly put that together. Um, but I don't know that gunship man. Yeah. Uh, I think sexy. I want the gunship more than the seven hundred dollar star destroyer. What about uh Tower of Orthanc? Where does that come in? Whoa. <laughs> I, yeah, that's also out there too. Um, I don't know if they still had it, but for a while at Nerd and Out, they had the Mines of Moria, like Lego set. Whoa. (laughs) Whoa. (laughs) A lot of Lord of the Rings talk right off the bat here. Yeah. Yeah. But what did you think of the store in general? It's it's huge. Yeah, it's gigantic. Now, you haven't been there in a while. No, uh uh-uh. Because you walk in, and they have like, like... A life-size Gal Gadot, and it's not like a cardboard cutout. It's like a literal, like, life-size action figure of Gal Gadot. Oh, boy. Oh, she looks saucy, and she asked me to join the Israeli Defense Force. (laughs) (laughs) Just kidding. She said, hey, Tom, come help me kick some Palestinians out of their house. (laughs) Anyways. (laughs) Remember when you really got mad at Benjamin Netanyahu in the middle of the (laughs) podcast? I called him a war criminal, and you cut it out of the episode. I didn't cut it out. I left that in. I thought you did. No, I was like, oh, man. I didn't disagree with you. You just got very aggressive. Um, no, last time I was at Nerd Note, the only they had a life-size. Uh, they had a cardboard cutout of Wrecker, and then they had a life-size Batman right when you walked in. Okay. Um, well, they have a life-size action figure. I, the best I can describe is an action figure or a statue, whatever yeah, you want to yeah, say. Yeah. Stat- it's like a statue of yep. Gal Gadot. But they have a statue of IG-11. It's like six feet tall. That's sweet. And on top of that, they have a statue of Little Annie. Oh, I have seen that there. Yeah, he's like four feet yeah. tall, and he's in the middle of like a bunch of collectibles. He's got the pod racer helmet with the glasses. Yeah. Yeah. That place is impressive. Yeah. I mean, I think it's got as much stuff as like Cedar Cliff. It's just spaced out. Oh yeah, much easier. They do. They have enough space where they have like a wing to it. Yeah, that's like set up for tabletop gaming. That and used it, to be. It has some like arcade games in there and stuff too. That used to be like a. Um, it used to be a Walgreens. That was the Walgreens. I think. I thought it was the Precision Auto Parts or the. Um, it was yeah. It was the O'Reilly. It was an O'Reilly Auto Parts or Advanced. Something. Either way. It was one some... of the guys, because I used to work at the Walmart across yeah. the street. Yep. One of the guys moonlit there. Yeah. And I think it was an O'Reilly or a Napa. It's or been something. a bunch of different things. Because yeah. I went to high school just up the street from there, sure. too. So I don't know, though, man. Whoever started that place had a shit ton of capital to burn. Well, they. Because, I mean, that was. Dude, that Gal Gadot statue or that IG 11, that's got to be at least two, three grand. Oh, yeah. Minimum. Well, I'm pretty sure, like, they are doing what I would like to do with a collectible store because I know they're. The first Nerd Note was in Rochester, Minnesota. Wait. This they, is their second location. Oh. Um, but every time I'm in there, they, like, I think they do a lot of, like, online type sales sure. and stuff. But then they also have spots for, like, for tabletop gaming they have some like arcade yeah. machines in the back and yeah it's really cool and they have two unique individual bathrooms too yeah they yeah. do but it also says no public restroom there i think it's for like if you're gaming uh, okay yeah yeah that well, I, I mean i bought the qui-gon i probably could have taken a deuce there right yeah, yeah. if you talk to them they, they're cool yeah. enough um but it's a cool place it's cool um it doesn't have the same grit and grind of cedar cliff guy yeah yeah, yeah. 
I like Cedar Cliff. I mean, the guy was nice there, and I chatted him up about yeah. some of the Marvel cards they had because I was like, oh, yeah, I fucking found my old flare set. Yep. And I was looking on eBay, and some of these flare cards I have, they're going for like two, 300 bucks. Yeah. Um, but so I chatted him up about that. But I don't know. Cedar Cliff guys just got this. There's something about him. Yeah. He, nothing will top that guy. Yeah. He's like a blacksmith. In, like, <laughs> <laughs> you know? He's an NPC in our yes. video game. Yeah. He's like a guy that you bring your like fucking armor to get repaired. He's like, <laughs> fine, you son of a bitch. Like, that's that's Cedar Cliff guy. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I don't know. We'll see. I know. I did say to Mo, I was like, well, I mean, if you get the critic, maybe I'll get the critic to build together. That'd be fun. Yeah. It'd be fun. Um, I don't know, though. We'll see. I'm thinking about it. I just I know what you appreciate in a Lego set, and I think that one checks all the boxes. I tell you like, what, I do really off it's the bat. Got a fold out landing gear. The way that it, the it does have a K two S O opens up, and you it's can got put a K two S O minifig. Yep, you hold it up, and the wings flap down. Uh cheap button. Oh, it's a lot of fun. God, Lego sets rule. <laughs> <laughs> They're so cool, so great. Um, I brought the Home Alone house. Yeah, you, you did. To I a took look a at picture that. of it. Um, I'll, I'll post it. Yeah. Adam is very proud of his Home Alone yeah, yeah, house yeah. that he built. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. I do want to get the light kit maybe next year when I put it together around Christmas. I still, I'm still, i staring down the light kit for my Darth Vader's castle. Still. That would be sweet. God, that be, I got to move that around so we can look at it more. It's a pretty one. It's great. It does look like the Royal Guard is like in one of those tarmac airline employees. Who yeah. Is waving in. Well, he's not supposed to have two sticks there. I gave him two. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't know. And I, it's, he's not supposed to be stationed like that on there, but I wanted to show him off. So he's stationed. <laughs> we got a lot of. We're fucking idiots, dude. <laughs> oh, well. I like I like being a child. Yeah, me too. Fuck it. I don't care. I pay my bills. Eat shit. One asshole. of my friends. One of my friends just sent me this morning. He like sent me a picture of the Sonic Lego set. Ooh. And I think he was just like at the Mall of America and walked hey. by it and was like, "Ooh, Adam would like to see this." And I was like, "Oh, buddy." He was like, I, "Yeah." I was like my buddy already got it. Oh, I can't yeah. Wait. Did I mention that I got that on the previous clip? I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Sonic Green Hill Zone. Yeah. Oh, it is a treat. It's awesome. Yeah, we're gonna have to. I'm gonna have to build that. Man, I don't know. I stopped eating fast food. I've been doing really good about that. Yeah. I've been tallying up how much money I've been saving, and that's just more Lego sets, baby. So are you going to go for the Star Destroyer right away? No. Or are you going to do the no. like gunship first? I don't even know. I, I think I'm telling myself, Tom, you don't need anything. Hold off, save a little money, and then and then you can. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but yeah. Um, so that's your collectible corner. You got anything else for collectible corner you want to get to? Um, I thought I did, but no, it's okay. Have you ever done your bin by bin yet? Haven't got to it, have you? Haven't gotten to that yet. All right, no bin by bin yet. We'll get to bin by bin. Adam's going to document all of his toys for us. And then read You've got to figure out what to sell, what to keep. <laughs> He's going to read off his checklist. Um, we got a lot of stuff we could talk about here. What, what else do we want to talk about? I want to get to your colonoscopy. I got to hear, hear. Well, I just want to mock something quick, okay? Okay, okay? Just let me do it. The Green Bay Packers. <laughs> Eat shit. Now, this is the song they play when they score a touchdown. Oh, okay. That's why I have it. Got it. That did turn out very well for you yesterday, did it there? This is like when you played, uh, after the Minneapolis Miracle, you uploaded that video of, uh, what's the Saint Saints song? Saints go all the way. Oh, that song slaps. <laughs> yeah, it really does. Yeah, now, now, um, now, a little sports ball for you. Uh, I am a big sports ball fan. 
Uh, not as big as I used to be, but I am still a massive Minnesota Vikings and Minnesota Timberwolves fan. I'm still very invested in my NFL and NBA teams. Yeah. You like so, the, you like the Twins too, right? Yeah, but I just don't watch it yeah. like I used to. I don't care as much. I mean, if they if they put a good team on the field, I'll start caring again. Yep. Um, and hockey is kind of hot and cold with me. But those are my two. No matter how bad they are, I still am invested. Um, so one of the great things about being a Minnesota Vikings fan is they're fucking horrendous. They're they're always just mediocre, and then every now and then you get a breakout team that breaks your heart. But what you can do for fun is just live vicariously through the sufferings of Packers fans. <laughs> and so watching yesterday's just fucking collapse by them in the last five minutes was fucking delicious. Yeah. And I'm sorry to Wade. It is apparently a Packers <laughs> He's fan. a big Packers I'm sorry, fan. Wade. But, I, I mean, I would feel your pain. I, I But just Aaron Rodgers eating it because he is just a prick. <laughs> He's a prick piece of crap. I just love it so much. And, Wade, you deserve better. You deserve better than that piece of shit, well, Aaron as, as Vikings fans, we've been through enough. That was crazy when I was living. When I was living, <laughs> yes, in, we have. We've been through our own heartbreaks. When I was living in Chicago, I found like the one Vikings bar in Chicago, and I would go and like watch the game there. Yeah, but I would like run into Bears fans every once in a while. <laughs> like Bears fans, they never really like shit on the Vikings all that much because they would always tell me like, "Hey." We both hate the Packers. Yeah, so. it's kind of it is. Like Bears, <laughs> it's like the meme of the two shaking hands. It's like Vikings fans, Bear fans, and then hating the Packers. Yeah, you know. Yep. Um, but no, I don't like as a Vikings fan. Like I've had a lot of heartbreak. Oh yeah. Well, in, in my of- entire life, they've never made a Super Bowl. I've seen them lose four NFC Championship games. Yep. Um, and honestly, like the Packers won a Super Bowl. Like, I don't know. Was it ten years ago now? Yeah. And I'm just like, you know what? I would. Dude, I would still be writing. I'm still bitter about losing the 2009 NFC Championship. Yeah. I still hate the fucking Saints because of that. Yeah. The other. The so thing- I, I have a hard time feeling bad for Packers fans because they've had two Hall of Fame quarterbacks for literally like added up like 30 fucking years continuously. That's the craziest part. Like yeah. I, when I went, when I was working in Chicago, I talked to somebody that was like from Wisconsin. That's a huge Green Bay fan. And it was like talking to him about the Packers. And he was like, do you know what I just realized? He was like, I just had this thought the other day. There's going to come a time where we don't have a good quarterback. And it was like, I wanted to punch him in the face. I was like, you have no (laughs) fucking idea what it's like. His entire life, he's had Brett Favre and then like Aaron Rodgers comes in right back to back. Back to back. Yeah. It's insane. Yeah. And the best quarterback play we have had in Minnesota was when we signed Brett Favre. <laughs> I know! <laughs> and it was heartbreaking. That was a fun year. It was a fun year. Yeah. It was heartbreaking. Yeah. But, I don't know, like, it just makes it juicier My... for me because of the fucking interview Rodgers did with ESPN the other day yeah. where he just, like, spreads a bunch of vaccine misinformation. Yep. And it's like, what are you even bitter about, man? You knew the fucking rules going into the season. <laughs> you fucking lied about being vaccinated, and then you got caught. He said, I, where did he say, he said that, or maybe it was Rogan that dropped the ball on him, but like he ended up calling Joe Rogan for medical advice. <laughs> and Joe Rogan was telling him to take like ivermectin and like all that shit. Why are they still on this ivermectin? I don't know. It doesn't do anything. I don't know. It but literally it doesn't, doesn't do anything. The thing that boggles. I mean, if you want to take it, sure. It's not horse pace. There you go. You win. It's not fucking horse pace. The thing that boggles my mind is like, 
they are very dubious of this vaccine because it's made by these giant faceless pharmaceutical yeah. companies. And ivermectin is made by Merck. Yeah. Like, it's not like it's some mom and pop shop. Give me the Z-Pack. It's like, who do you fucking think makes all this shit? Yeah. When it comes to the Packers, I know that your hatred is a lot more pure than mine. My my grudge against the Packers is very similar to I remember when I was working at the neighborhood cafe with our good friend Box and a new guy came in that kind of had like a history with the owner and he was just like super charismatic, like was joking around right off the bat and everybody kind of like liked him right away. And Box, he came in, I think it was before Box was working there regularly and he asked me, he was like, hey, Adam, who's this? Who's this Mike guy? And I was like, oh, he's an old friend of Chris's. Like, he's, they're old friends. I don't know. He's he's really funny. He was like, I don't like him. And I was like, really? It's he not the like, first time he hasn't and he liked was like, somebody. <laughs> he was like, I, uh, I don't like him. And I was like, why don't you like him? And he goes, I don't know. Jealousy? <laughs> and I was like, oh, that makes sense. Like, he was just jealous of Mike. And that's why he was, like, saying he doesn't like him. I'm jealous of the Packers. I'm yeah. jealous of the fact that no. they've only, like, had two quarterbacks for however long. They're a fan-owned franchise, which okay, is that's pretty stupid. fucking cool. It's stupid. I like it. I like that over having, like, some billionaire on well, the team. Well, first of all, the fans own, like, 49% of the team. Right. I got it. But shares. Still. <laughs> shareholders. Still. It's a cool concept. Is Wade a shareholder? I, I don't know. I'm sure he is. We should see if Wade goes to the annual shareholder. I'm sure he is. <laughs> But the fact that it's in a small town, I it's interesting. There's something about the team. I like a lot of those aspects. I fucking hate them. And the fact that they've been so good for so long when we've just gotten our hearts broken time and time again. Yeah. Yeah. It sucks. But even like Bears fans, like you won one in 85. <laughs> Dude, I don't need it. Like we're 0-4 in Super Bowls. I have nothing. I have uh, nothing. They couldn't win a Super Bowl before I was even fucking born. Mm-hmm. And they haven't been to a Super Bowl since I've been born. I just, it's a depressing existence to be a Vikings fan. And yeah, so I got to dance on the grave of the fucking Packers when they yeah, lose yeah. everywhere. Because that's all I fucking have. <laughs> that's the only thing we have. That's all I have. <laughs> Give me that. I mean, I guess I could be a Lions fan. But the thing with the Lions, it's like, they suck so bad that you're never even convinced that anything good is going to happen. The beautiful thing about the Vikings is, they'll go like 13-3 and three some year, and then they'll go fucking the Minneapolis miracle, and then a week later lay a fucking egg in Philadelphia. Yeah. They're the they're the month of March of sports teams. Yes. It'll give you a day that's 62. Yeah. And then and the then next right day it bound, is shitting right snow on you, 20. and it's like one degree. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, uh, colonoscopy. Yes. So got the colonoscopy done. They hot me up on the propofol. Ooh. Yeah. The mil- I love goodness. propofol. So put another line in my veins, baby. <laughs> um, yeah, I made that up. Um, but no, it was great. I went, I got knocked out for it. Um, the colon. So did you get completely knocked out? Okay. Yes. Um, last time they didn't knock me out completely. They just gave me a lot of pain meds. Um, but they decided to just put me under this time. Okay. So they put me under, which I was not a fan of, but after the fact, I'm like, that wasn't, you know, it's fine. You just go to sleep, you wake up, you feel refreshed. Yeah. I felt... When I woke up off the propofol, it was the best I felt in a day because I had a fucking massive migraine from fasting yep. for a day. Um, I, you know, I, I wasn't drinking caffeine, so just I felt like shit. But yeah, so they ran the colonoscopy. Everything looks much better than it did a year ago. No polyps or anything? No polyps or anything. Now, I got diagnosed, if you don't know, with ulcerative colitis last year. I was in horrendous pain. It was awful. 
Um, but then they got me on some meds, and it seems to be working, and I get to stick with my non-invasive meds. The doctor is happy with where things are progressing. Um, and everything was clear. They took a few biopsies just to make sure there's no like micro inflammation, but he said everything looks pretty good. So uh, the colonoscopy was a raging success. Nice. Very exciting stuff. Now, I know, the this fun is what, part. This now, is what I've been waiting for. The thing with a procedure, you can't drive yourself there and then drive it home. They tell you can't drive, operate heavy machinery that day. So you have to have a driver pick you up and, you know. So my dad was my driver. <laughs> now, due to current, like, Omicron variant policies at the hospital I got it done at, um, visitors couldn't come inside and wait. So my dad had, like, two hours of free time, right? <laughs> yeah. So he's like, oh, I guess I'll go home or something. I was like, yeah, it's fine. Just whatever. They'll, I gave him your number. They'll call you. And um, so I come to, and they're like, all right, yeah, uh, we'll get these things off of you. We're going to take this fucking thing out of your arm, blah, blah, blah. Um, and we'll give you a ride a call. I was like, all right. So I'm getting dressed, blah, blah, blah. And I sit back down. They come in like, yeah, you're right. Uh, we let your ride know they should be here in a few minutes. And I was like, oh, perfect. So they wheel me down there. I can't walk under yep. my own power, apparently. Which I hate. I just it's a liability go. issue. Yeah, I guess. Um, so they wheel me down there and they sit me there and I look around. You know, I'm at the front entrance. I'm like, where the hell's my dad? <laughs> and so I call him. He doesn't answer. I call him again a couple minutes later. He picks up. And he's like, oh, sorry. I'll be there in like 10 minutes. I went to mass. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, well, I was like, oh, yeah. I, I actually assumed like I bet you he goes to church. Wait, That's what was it a Sunday? No. Oh, <laughs> It doesn't matter. He goes to mass like every fucking. It's like his favorite thing to do. <laughs> now it's like, oh well, why didn't you? You know, you got the call. Why didn't you just leave then and come pick me up? And he's like, and I was like, oh, he's like, yeah, you know, like right when they called me, they were about to do Eucharist, and I didn't want to miss the Eucharist. <laughs> he didn't want to miss communion, so he was like 15 minutes late because he said it would be bad to leave if he, you know, they're start to, they're going to serve the Eucharist. That's the, that's the body of Jesus yes. Christ. So transubstantiation. Yeah. So they told him I was ready and I was going to be waiting, but that right when they called him, he apparently saw that they were bringing the Eucharist down. So he turns around and he goes and gets Eucharist and then leaves to come and get me. This is the exact storyline of that episode of Seinfeld, Seinfeld with the juju fruit. Elaine finds out yeah. her boyfriend gets hit by a car and is in the hospital. And yeah. She turns around and gets a pack of juju fruit. Yeah. <laughs> He finds out that I am ready to go, and he's then he sees he's about to leave, but then he sees they're bringing the Eucharist down, so he's like, well, I can't leave now. <laughs> so he turns around and gets his Eucharist, and then he comes and gets me. God, your dad is a Catholic and a half. He really is. <laughs> I, but, like, I wasn't mad. I, I Oh, sure. He told me, he's like, I'm on the car now. I'm on my way. He's like, I didn't want to miss the Eucharist. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, it's fine. I, I was just laughing. I thought it was fucking hilarious. God, that's so funny. But, yeah. Um. So, yeah, that's my dad. <laughs> he got me Taco Bell on the way home, though. So oh, nice. Like, yeah. So that was my, uh, I, I did have a cheat day. Okay. That day. It was just like, fuck, I mean, whatever I want. Yeah. So. After fasting for a day. Yeah, fuck that. <laughs> yeah, so that was my colonoscopy. Um, what else do we got? You've been playing Fallen Order. Oh, yeah. Let's do this. We haven't done this ever. The Clonecast Video Game Talk. <laughs> that's stupid we're the, we're the star wars podcast with the most just random segment 
<laughs> yeah. <laughs> and each one gets a theme. Yeah. Uh, so that's a Mega Man 3 theme. But we're going to rotate it. I don't know. I threw that together yeah, when yeah, we were yeah, like, yeah. about to hit record. But what's Fallen Order like? Um, It's fun. I mean, I, I've enjoyed it so far. I got off of Braca. Yep. I fought the second sister in that little, like, trial test fight. It's, you know, obviously there's going to be a big battle later yeah. on. Uh, but then I went to uh, Bogdan. Yeah. And got to that temple where I met the, the Jedi Master Cordova, I yeah. believe. Yeah. Um, and he dropped some knowledge on us. We got to go to Zepho. <laughs> um, but no, I was just, I, I've been kind of running around Bogdan a bit and just kind of grabbing some things. Yeah, that's and what I did. Fighting too. like worms. Yep. You know, and the Yeah. Yeah. Um, can you fight that huge dragon that's sleeping? Not yet. Not yet. I don't think... Or, no, the huge sleeping dragon. I thought you were yeah. talking about the big, like, Gugungan thing underneath that, like, just just levels you the first time that you come across it. I haven't seen that. No, the sleeping dragon, I don't think you end up fighting. Or if when you I was... do, I, I didn't. Yeah. But I'm still on Bogdan. I can leave now, but I don't know if I want to leave yet. Yeah. But then a Thorian historian told me I can go back. Yeah, you can. So maybe I'll it's leave and go do like, some things. You unlock certain abilities that let you like get to other areas of the place and to do your 100% sure. completion. Yeah. Um, I don't know. It's been fun so far, but I'm not super far. I'm a few hours in. Okay. Uh, I'll probably... I'm going to play like an hour a day. All right. I think. You beat it, right? Yeah. You're done? Yep. It's, it's good. Yeah. I'll give it a thumbs up. Big old thumbs up there. They're, they're going to do another one, apparently. Yeah. No, it's about to get announced, I think. Maybe it... Uh, I don't know when they're officially going to announce it soon enough. Did you see that the Skywalker saga is coming out in like 60 days? Yeah, and that's another, like, I never got into the Lego games. The Lego games. Now, they've done like all of those, though, but now this is like going to be like a bigger version of it or something. I don't know. I need to look into it because every single person I've talked to that plays like the Lego Star Wars games is obsessed with them. I played how great they are. Back in the day, an ex and myself, we got into like the Lego Lord of the Rings games and Lego Harry Potter games. They are fun. They're fun games. Um, I don't know. I'm sure they've. I'm sure they've gotten a lot bigger and grander since then, though. Yeah, that was like you know those are games came out like 2013. Yeah, it's got to be more now. Yep, I bet you it's crazy, wild, wacky stuff. Anyways, yeah. So I am playing Fallen Order. That's good stuff. Hell froze over, and I put the game <laughs> in, and I hit play. So that's very exciting. I'm still right in the middle of Fallout Four, so Ooh. or just the beginnings. Fallout Four is good. It's a great game. Yeah. I love the aesthetic. It's yeah. very aesthetically pleasing. I like post-apocalyptic shit. Yeah. I really do like this dystopian future. Yeah. You know? I love anything that you can, like, craft and stuff, too. Yes. So, just, like, adding on to your weapons and, like, farming material and that Ooh. type of stuff. Oh. It is a good It's one. great stuff. I, I'm, like, haven't even scratched the surface of the main missions. It's just... Walking around to different abandoned parts of the area and like collecting stuff. Nice. With my little doggy. Yeah. It's yeah. fun to get the dog. Yeah. That is fun. Hey. <laughs> Can you name the dog? I can't remember. I can't remember. His name is Dog Meat. That's the name he yeah, comes with. I can't remember if you can rename him or not. What are you going to name him if you can name him? Fido. <laughs> <laughs> I call him Scruffy. <laughs> All right, so that's uh, the inaugural video game talk. We'll 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 get a more exciting intro for that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll that was really it. low effort that yeah. I threw together. Fuck it, who cares? Yeah, it's a video game theme. Yeah. Um, New Year's resolutions will be on Thursday. If you want to send any in, let us know. Clonecastpod at gmail.com. We got a couple emails that I think we'll do on Thursday's episode as well. Uh, we're gonna go a bit a bit of a little bit of a lighter fare for tomorrow, for the episode here for Monday's episode. Just a little bit lighter, keeping it light. Um, do we have anything else that we want to talk about? I don't think so. 
Uh, should we do the time warp? Yeah. All right. Time warp, yeah. G-Bot bread. Alright, so season six episodes. Once again, they all were released on the same day. I'm gonna be happy when I don't have to say that anymore. <laughs> They're all released on the same day. So season six, episode twelve. What's it called again? Destiny. Destiny. Um, so what I decided to do was I was like, well, we've gone through the special editions, the original trilogy, and the prequel trilogy. We've talked about doing the sequel trilogy, but the thing is, like, I don't find doing a time warp for 2015, 17, or 19 too exciting. Yeah. It's just too close, nope. you know? Um, so what I decided to do was I was going to do the release of the Tartakovsky Clone Wars 2003 series uh, that premiered on the Cartoon Network. Uh, I really didn't enjoy the song or movie that was there All the right. day it was released, so I decided to just do the year. We're just going to do 2003. <laughs> so we're going to do the the number one song for 2003 and the number one grossing movie for 2003. Okay. Well, Which first, one? give us the what are the song and movie you didn't like. It was Baby Boy by Beyonce and Sean Paul. Okay. When, Tarti- when the uh, premiere of the Tartakovsky series. And the movie was Matrix Revolutions. Oh, okay. I just really didn't like the song. I don't love that song. Is that the second one? Make- Revolutions? I don't remember. Oh, okay. I cut doesn't off matter. It. I, no, I, I think know. Revelate. Uh, Have you yeah. seen the new one? No, no. I've heard it's terrible. Really? Yeah. It's is gotten it? like panned. Like people. Yeah. Why? Apparently, it is not good. It's I don't not know. Not like it, some sort of like conservative thing or the. No, like, no, no, no. Oh, no. they're yeah. Okay. No, as far as what I've heard, people people have just said like it's just not good. It like <laughs> is a cash grab, and they don't think it's like true to the originals or whatever. I'll be the judge of that. I don't know. I'm I just I'm, a lot of the I, the criticism that I did so is like the fighting style is completely different. Like the original, it's a lot of like kind of mixed martial arts, and he's like blocking, and it's very yeah. energetic. And this one, apparently, the fighting's all like Dragon Ball Z, like energy charging, kind of like that type of stuff. Mm. So it's less like okay to look at. Fair enough. Um. Anyways, uh, we're gonna just do the number one movie for the year and the number one song. So which one do you want to do first? Two thousand three. Yes. Let's do the movie. This is a Disney Pixar film. In 2003. I was shocked that this movie is this old. 19 years old now. Is it The Incredibles? No. Um, Finding Nemo. Yes. Okay. Finding Nemo is the number one grossing movie of 2003. I can't believe it's been 19 years since that fucking thing came out. I know. It's insane. Was there a Finding Nemo 2? There was a Finding Dory. There's right? a Finding Dory, yeah. Did you watch that? No. No? Me though. I love Finding Nemo. Yeah, it's a good film. Yeah, the thing that I keep seeing on like online that is just mind-boggling is, have you seen the thing that's going around, like, if they did Back to the Future today, and Marty goes back, mm-hmm. like, today, he'd be going back to, like, 1992. Really? That's the equivalent of, like, where they were in the 80s going back to the 50s. That's crazy. I know. Wow. Yeah. Weird, wild, wacky We're stuff. We're getting fucking old. Yeah, we really are. Okay, number one song. This was a, um, a rap artist who burst onto the scene. Um, Is it Cisco? No. Oh, damn it. No. Uh, I would say they were on Eminem's record label, and they really owned the charts for like two years. 50 Cent? Yes, 50 Cent. So the number one song. Is it In the Club? Yeah. 
shit in high school because i was like right in the middle of my like yeah like i only listen to classic rock and this isn't music like, yeah that mode i'm such a fucking moron i i i don't know i mean i i was uh i got into rap quite a bit and i did not enjoy 50 cents album yeah well i just like i missed the boat entirely on rap yeah and, like i all of my friends listen to it but yeah. like i just like did not get it and so like I don't, yeah i had a very antagonistic relationship with it and looking back on it, it's like, what? were you one of those guys like rap is crap? I thought like, eh, I think I dipped a toe into that pool. I never got too crazy with yeah. it, but I definitely thought of it as like this. Yeah, no, that's not music. They don't even play the instruments. I know. Gosh, that's boomer shit, man. Oh, I know. Yeah. I was like, I went through my boomer phase in high school. <laughs> Adam was deeply, <laughs> Adam was deeply impacted by nine eleven. I really was. <laughs> like that, like radicalized me. I think that happened to a lot of people. Yeah, well, it's good to get that out of the way. I just, like, actually dug a little deeper, and it's like, oh, maybe we did some shit that made it so this wasn't so surprising that people would be so pissed off that they decided to do this. Yeah. Well, you know, I think I think everybody was uh, viscerally uh, impacted. Oh, yeah. You know, it was, a, it was a jarring thing to see, for sure. Oh, it was dark. But, you know, I mean... Yeah, we came through. We came through. I, I, I don't know, man. We'll never have health care because of it. But. Yeah. No, I really, I look around at, like, the political atmosphere in this country, and, yeah, man, they uh, they warped us, man. Well, what's nuts is I've heard a couple of podcasts talking about it, like, after World War II, we were just, like, the whole military-industrial complex thing. It's like, oh, well, we just made a shitload of money off of this. Like, yeah. where's the next war? And then, like, Korea popped up right away. Yeah. And they were like, yes! All right, here's another one. And then, like, they immediately made the Soviet Union into, like, the bad guys. So we were constantly, like, building up and our once military. the Soviet Union fell, we didn't have a bad guy anymore. And that's, that's a bunch of the stuff that I've been listening to where they were talking about, like, once the Soviet Union fell, like, all of our intelligence agencies and a lot of the, like, military like corporations like didn't know what the fuck to do and they were kind of aimless for a while and yeah. like some people were trying to villainize like a lot of stuff in like eastern bloc countries like former uv former soviet states and that type of thing and then like as soon as 9-11 happened it was like all right here's our opportunity yeah we're off to the races again and now we're just wrapping that shit up and now you're immediately starting to see like news media coverage on china yeah start to be like kind of villainizing them trying to like find another opportunity yeah and you know I, you can say a lot about china um i wouldn't want to live there no i mean their government is it's a very restrictive it's totalitarian yes yeah. it really is um that being said though i don't think we need to you know bang the drum of war no you know come on well it is what it is. Well, we got the biggest military on the planet, and when you own nothing but hammers, everything looks like a nail. So, <laughs> <laughs> ah, fun times. Okay, um, yeah, I guess that's all we got. Do we big got anything else in the club? Oh, one thing. Um, big shout out to Cold as Zach, 
hitting home runs for us. Yeah. He put a fucking thing on a gonk droid at uh, fucking Galaxy's Unbelievable. Edge. Unbelievable. And just said, listen to at Pod. That was oh, glorious. Unbelievable. And also, shout out to Andres. He's a producer over at Sithy Minutes. Uh, had yeah. some very kind words for us as well. That was exciting. That was very sweet. Yeah, and also a birthday shout out. Uh, Flying Sofa's birthday today. <laughs> <laughs> Flying Sofa. Happy um, birthday. Yeah, so a truncated uh, old school style listener appreciation. Just some... Very lovely things that some clone cast Denovas have been doing for us yeah, out there. I'm so jealous of anyone that got to go to Galaxy's Edge. Oh, my buddy Clark. Yeah. Uh, you know, he just went to the Disney World Galaxy's yep. Edge. Uh, he's now going to the Disneyland Galaxy's Edge in March. What the hell? He's fucking rich. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Is one supposed to be better than the other? I don't know. I'd like to experience both, personally. We should look into this. I want to find out. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't know. We'll have to figure out something. Yeah. We gotta go. Yeah, if I yeah, see yeah. Chewbacca, I'm gonna start bawling my eyes out. Yeah. If I see black Kazakhstan, I'm gonna run for my <laughs> fucking life. Okay, uh, do we got anything else? I think that's it. All right, let's get into this episode. Let's do it. Do it. Yeah. Hello. General Kenobi. I have to put it in. I'm letting it play. Okay. Hey, Tom, that's not the song you played to start the show. I know. Well, Greatest Adventure wasn't doing it for me, and I have been listening to that fucking song on repeat for days now. What a wonderful discovery TikTok has led us to. TikTok is a treat. (laughs) I'm sure I heard that song at some point in time somewhere, but it just didn't retain. Yep. Oh, it is a good one. I'm surprised that like hasn't made an appearance on the Guardians of the Galaxy soundtrack yet. It's yeah, on, that's it, right up that alley. It like fits that bill perfectly. Yeah, volume three right in there out. with Red Bone. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> come and get your love, baby. Oh, it is a good one. I don't know. Maybe volume three. Yeah. Throw that in there. Um. But yeah. Okay. So episode. Uh, season six. Season six. Episode 12, Destiny. Destiny. Okay, so where we left off... God, it feels like we recorded forever ago. I know. Yoda was off on a journey of discovery. Uh, The Force Spirit of Qui-Gon had led him to Dagobah, where he got some information, and now he is just trusting in the Force to lead him in further information as he's going to continue his training to uh, defeat death, if you will. Um uh, the natural way of defeating death, unlike Plagueis, who, I don't know, just weird force powers and injecting serums into yeah, people, yeah. you know, just, ah, Darth Plagueis novel, good stuff. <laughs> um, but yeah, so Yoda and R2 are off, and Yoda's awesome little fucking Jedi starfighter, his mini Jedi starfighter, which fucking slaps, man, I want this, oh. How much would you pay to see Yoda in some kind of space battle with that thing? Like a dog fight, where Yoda's actually piloting and shooting stuff. 
Okay. Um, I would, you know, maybe I got I think one of us has got to pick up that set. Yeah. Oh, it's not a big one, though. No, it's not. It's like 300 pieces. Yeah. It's a little ship. Does it come with a slot for R2? Or is yeah. it just Yoda? Okay. It has R2. Yeah. Okay. So Yoda, where we get to here, he's arriving and drops out of hyperspace. Uh, and he arrives at this, like, shiny space cluster. It looks like a star Some that's... kind of, like, nebula. Yeah, it's like a nebula. It looks like a star in the middle. Um, and Yoda is just going to go in head first. So he's really going for it. He's just going to trust in the Force. And as soon as he guns it, we get a great R2 scream. <laughs> we get up R2 is not. Yeah! yeah. <laughs> so as they start to enter this nebula, R2 is getting, like, shocked and shit and, like, screaming. Um, it looks like he's just flying into a sun. Yeah, it almost. does. And I'm like, oh, man. But... Like, the levers in the ship start going, and he's like, are you doing this? And R2's getting shy. He's like, eh, you know, he's not doing it. So it's like the Force is kind of just controlling Yoda's ship. Um, and they suddenly get to this, like, chasm as they get deeper in, and there's a bunch of energy coming out of the chasm. Um, and so this is kind of like this little, it, it, I don't know, like it's like a surface of a planet, but then you can go in the chasm into, like, it looks like a cave maybe. Yeah. Um, and looks, there's just a stun of light shooting out of it. Yeah, because w- the way that Yoda flies into it, it just looks like he's flying into energy. Mm-hmm. But then it seems like there is something like it yeah. looks like an asteroid, like you yeah. would, where you would land on like an asteroid. But there's energy emitting from certain craters. Yeah. But this is where I took note. It does. It looks like whoever modeled like this terrain is like modeling it after like skin that has been magnet like magnified like a thousand times and i i wonder like of a flora in there and stuff yeah like inside it looks like inside the human body like once he gets in there but yeah. on this surface it legitimately looks like if you've ever seen oh, on the surface like, of the asteroid type thing yeah like i'm sending i'm just texted you a picture and this is my phone oh shit uh this is a uh it is, if you ever look up an injection site, like mm-hmm. where a syringe goes into your skin, Yeah, it like it looks like that. Oh, okay. When it's under magnification. Here, I'll hold up my computer and you can see. But like it's, the skin's kind of like flaky and... That's something else. Uh, <laughs> it is weird, wild stuff. So that's like an, in, that's what it looks like when they give you a shot or something. Yeah. Oh, so that's where the microchips go in and control Apparently. my brain. Okay, cool. But like I thought... I'm wondering if that's what the animators are going for. Is yeah. like they're animating this to look like he's basically going into somebody and like living inside of them. Well, as we learn more about this planet, this is where the Metachlorians live. Yeah, and this is like uh, this is like the epicenter of the cosmic force where it meets the living force. I guess you could say. Yeah. Um. So Yoda lands on this crater, skin-looking crater. Um. And you see this big hole, and it's just all this light coming out of this chasm there. R2 jumps out, tries scanning shit. R2 can't get anything. Uh, Yoda gives R2 his lightsaber. He's like, I'm not going to need this. And he tells R2 to just wait for him here. Um, it'll be safer for him here. So R2 is just going to hang out on the skin. <laughs> and Yoda, Yoda jumps in the fucking little uh, fighter and just flies into the chasm. Poor R2 getting left behind Yeah, like that. R2's going to be scared as shit. He fucking rocks, though. Um... But yeah, so Yoda goes into this chasm, and it's not like a cave. It opens up, and it's like huge world. And there's like floating craters everywhere. There's a lot of plant life, a lot of flora. Uh, you see some like flying beasts. Um, and Yoda just goes in, lands, and jumps out. And he gets greeted by 
a force presence. It's like a priestess, I guess you could say. I think they're called force priestesses. Yeah, and then there's five of them, and they all represent different emotions. Yep. Um, so she greets him and says, welcome, Yoda. We've been waiting for you. And he's like, I don't know you're waiting for me. Like, <laughs> <laughs> She's like, you got to follow me here. We'll tell you what to do. We're gonna. This is your next. This is his next session of training for this. How to uh, how to transfer your life, your sentient life, into the afterlife. I guess. Yeah, Yoda graduated high school like yeah. eight hundred years ago. But yeah. Now he's back yeah, in he's, class. Yeah. It's this is Rodney Dangerfield going back to college. <laughs> you know. Is, <laughs> this is Yoda's night school. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's taking his master's program at yeah. night. You know, he's been in the workforce twenty years, and he's like. <laughs> I gotta do more. Finally, learn how to. I'm yeah. Finally, gonna learn how to code in HTML. Yeah, I got a code here. <laughs> got a code. Just figuring out how to work an Excel spreadsheet. <laughs> yeah. So he follows her into this cave, and then this head force priestess is going to introduce Yoda to these other force priestesses, and this is going to be our first clip. So it's about two minutes long. Get ready for a clip show because we got lots of them. Cousins, I have a guest. You should not have brought him before us. Oh, nonsense. He is full of the Force. Can you not feel it? Why is he here? Why are you here? Told I was to learn from you. That showed me you could. How to manifest my life after death. Ah, it's impossible. He will fail with a great gift. He will disappoint us. He will disappoint himself. Oh, no. No, no I do not see that. His destiny is already set. It is not for us to decide. But why him? He is to teach one that will save the universe from a great imbalance. For this, the great gift will be his. He has no idea what he seeks. The responsibility he will have. Understand. I do not. Guide me. I know you will. And you realize what you must do. What you must face. No. Good. Then you won't be afraid. <laughs> do I have a blessing that the train can begin? It is so. We are one, and one is all. You come to us with only good intention and light in your heart. I do, yes. Then the blessing I give and the training will begin. Okay, so they all start to circle around them really quick. Now they're really interesting looking characters. Um, they all, it's, it's like the, um, what are those like faces that would represent like a, those old theatrical faces where everyone's like yeah, laughing, Greek, one's crying. It's like a Greek comedy and a Greek tra tragedy. Yeah. Like so, the Greek theatrical masks. Yeah. So they are, there's five of these masks on these and they're wearing like black robes. Um, black they're robes, tall the, and slender. Black robes, the only thing you see is the mask that they're wearing and each one represents the emotion that's tied to it. So there's yeah. serenity, joy, anger confusion and sadness yeah and as you heard there as they were talking to him like the various voices were different like he's full of the force it's like the joy yep. 
The Serenity is the one that he originally gets introduced to. It's yeah. just very... <laughs> Neutral. <laughs> yeah, just very level-headed. Yeah. Um, and then the other ones, you know, there's just different things. So but they it all w- represent different emotions. It was cool, like, once they gave their, like, quote-unquote blessing, they, like... Form a circle around Yoda and start spinning around really fast. And you see all the faces like they do morphing. A, but out. they do a cool thing where like the camera focuses in a solitary position. Yeah. Where it's like around. So like as each one passes, you see its face. Yeah. So it looks like it's one person and its face is changing. Yep. It's cool. It's a cool animation. Yeah, it is cool. Um, So they're very unique looking. Um, And they're going to be the ones that are putting Yoda to the test here. So... um. Yoda comes to, and he just wakes up outside of this cave that they went into again. So he's back on one of these floating craters, and the Force Priestesses are going to give Yoda his next direction. And so that is going to be our next clip. What is this place? All that surrounds us is the foundation of life, the birthplace of what Jewish science calls midichlorians, the foundation of what connects the living force and the cosmic force. When a living thing dies, all is renewed. Life passes from the living force into the cosmic force and becomes one with it. One powers the other. One is renewed by the other. This I know. Come with me. They start jumping on like mushrooms. This is like a Mario level. Notice doing some bouncing. Yeah. In order for you to preserve your identity, you must know yourself, your true self, and then let go. On that island dwells all that remains unconquered. What in your existence some call evil, otherwise known as fear, all which must be finally overcome before the journey can be taken. Free yourself, you must. A Jedi Master, I am. Know all that dwells within, I do. Mastered my weaknesses and conquered my fears, I have. Have you? You must face your evil on that island and defeat it. Okay, so they're hopping towards this, like, island, floating island that looks like a giant dark bush. Like, it's clearly a dark side area. You heard the lightning and thunder in the background. Yeah. And it it's looks like, it smoky. Looks like, it looks like the evil path of from uh, Beauty and the Beast. Yeah. When Bell's dad is trying to pick the path. Yeah. <laughs> he goes down the dark one. Yeah. It looks like that. Yeah. It's it's very clearly a, a, a nasty place to go. Also, Yoda apparently took a bunch of lessons from Quinlan because he is bouncing oh. all over the place. Yeah. Big bling, 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 bling. I wish I had the... That was my fake Mario. <laughs> I wish I had those jumps. But Yoda jumps at least eight times. Um, Now, I kind of like the arrogance of Yoda in these. Yeah. Twice challenging this, like, being. Like, I, you would think he would just be mesmerized by where he's at to the point where, like, I don't need to challenge their assumptions about me. They clearly know more about what's going on here than yeah. me. But twice Yoda is like, I'm a Jedi Master. I know everything's going on in my head. You know? Yeah. And, um, you know, and then she's like, she breaks down, like, the living force and the cosmic force. Like, it was like, I know that. Yeah. It was very odd. It, I mean, it wasn't, I mean, I guess it wasn't odd, but I guess it was a unique uh, little just, you know, coat of paint that they put on Yoda's character to show that 
you know, like, uh, I think it just speaks to the Sidious line, like, the arrogance of the Jedi. Well, and it's odd for us, like, knowing what we know about Yoda in the original trilogy and the sequel trilogy. Like, I think it's very cool that they have painted him with this brush of arrogance yeah. to show that, like, when we first saw him, he's learned a shitload from this point to that point. Yeah. Like, and I think this has been... Towards the end of this episode, it's a very humbling journey that Yoda's yes. been put on. And I think one of the clips I have later, Yoda does say to these horse oh, priestesses, yeah. like, I, I'm sorry I doubted you. Yeah. Um. So uh, she leads him. She, I don't know. We don't know. what I, uh, The priestess. The priestess. I don't know. Um. They go. So they go to the dark side island, giant bush. Um. And they're like, yeah, you got to go inside and face the fear. All right. Um, so Yoda goes inside and he's being stalked by like some smoke and then it turns into like a shadow that's jumping around and like talking to him. It's like Yoda has found himself on the island from Lost. <laughs> yeah. Yoda smoke monster. Um, and just you hear it and it's very, I don't know, it, it's it's the same voice. You know, it's the same guy doing the voice. It's Tom Kane doing the voice. It's just like a very different a interpretation. Different dark side version of Yoda. Um, and then suddenly... As Yoda's like, show yourself. The shadow then shows itself and attacks him. And it's a dark side, like, aberration of Yoda. So it's like a smoky-looking Yoda figure with, like, red eyes, very sharp teeth. His sh- his, his sharp teeth are more in, more in order than Yoda's teeth. <laughs> <laughs> He's got nicer chompers. Um, Apparently, orthodontists only operate on yeah. the dark side. Yes. Uh, but... It's like, that's why I had Gollum at the start of the episode, because he was talking Gollum, like, yes, hate me, yes, yes. Yoda hates me. I wrote me. down the exact yeah, same thing. Very Gollum, like, and just two personalities of the same person fighting with each other. The other thing that's cool, too, is, like, we've known Yoda to always walk upright with a cane, and the dark side of aberration is, like, on all fours, kind of, like, running around like a creature, yeah. like an animal. Gollum-like. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so we're going to get a quick clip here, and this is going to be Yoda and Dark Side Yoda just chatting it up and about to fight. Yoda, please, not with me anymore. Yoda thinks me not worthy. Yoda recognizes you not. <laughs> See not what is inside Yoda. I choose not to give you power. And yet you spend your days in the decadence of war. And Good with point. that, yeah. <laughs> I grow inside you. Know your true self. Face me now, or I will devour you. Okay, so... Uh, it, it really is like a good old-fashioned brawl that takes place here. It's a great fight. Yeah, it's like Yoda, they're they're literally having a fist fight. Yeah. Like a ninja fist fight. Yeah. It's really good. And it's choreographed excellently. Like, yes. Yoda is doing some, like, leg sweeps and shit that yeah. like, look really cool. And you would think, though, with, like, this, like, we, this force, this planet that they're on, this wellspring of eternity, I think it's yeah. called. Yeah. It's just really, it's it's like the closest thing we've had since Mortis. It's Mortis-like. Oh, yeah, very much. You would just think, like, there would be, like, this supernatural battle. But no, they're, like, literally just beating the shit out of each other. Yeah, they're, like, two seven-year-olds yeah. going at it. <laughs> um, um, but it's very cool, like, 
and we get into it a little bit further on in the episode, but the fact that his dark side apparition is like, you're choosing to ignore me. And Yoda's response is like, no, I choose not to give you power. And it's speaking to like, oh, oh shit. The Jedi for eternity have been like, no, just we don't have dark sides. We're not going to give them power. And it's like, it's, it's a perfect example of why they're so fucked is because they're not allowing themselves to even acknowledge dark side thoughts. Yeah. And so like dark side clouds, everything like they can't even process it when it pops up because they've just been trying to ignore it. Almost yeah. Now. It's like abstinence only education. Yeah. That they've been going through for the whole, for this entire time. <laughs> yeah. So uh, and it's, that's how you wind up with a lot of pregnant 16 year old Jedis. Yep. Yep. <laughs> We're not going to hand out condoms. We taught them <laughs> abstinence. <laughs> Fucking gosh. Just say no. Yeah, just say no. Birth control, bad. Oh, God. But I I don't know. I love the the idea because I'm like, I love anything that talks more about balance. Yeah. And I love the fact that this is like perfectly casting a light on how wrong the Jedi have been to not at least acknowledge that their dark side. Yeah. Like, Intern internal dialogue is there. Yeah. Um. So I don't know. There's some interesting dialogue from Dark Side Yoda. He's asking questions as they fight. Like, why do you hate what gives you power? Um. Yoda's like, I recognize that you're part of him, but you have no power over me. I control you. Um. And then eventually, Yoda gives him a big force push, and Yoda just like controls it with the force, and it just like dissipates. Um. It, it, it's like he breaks up. It's like, uh, you know, it's like just ripping apart and just goes into the nether. And that's where, like, I feel like this is where Yoda's discovering. Yes. The way to combat your own dark side is to not pretend it's not there, but to acknowledge it, but then not give in to it, not give in to. Yeah. Don't it, ignore it. Right. Yeah. And it's like, kind of like it's like we're it's like the problem with like a you know you like bury memories and then they end up the repressed memories end up damaging you mentally yeah. because you don't confront them you have to confront things yes yeah well and this this dark side apparition is saying like give into what gives you power in the fact of the matter is like no the thing that makes you able to deal with this thing is to recognize oh maybe I could be more powerful if I did these dark things. But I don't want to do them. Yeah. So I'm going to refuse to do those yeah. things of my own volition. Yeah. And Yoda has that moment where he's like, oh, that's how I need to treat it. And so he recognizes that it is a part of him and then says, well, get the fuck out of here anyways. And that's the thing that yeah. does him in. Yep. And that's the thing that does him in. So uh, shortly after he dissipates into the nether, um, the forest gal shows up, Serenity shows up and says, you have conquered your hubris. Now face the temptations you must. So... Uh, Yoda is on to the next challenge. I love how this is just like progressing through a level. It's fucking yeah, fun, yeah. you know. Um, so uh, Yoda is going to get the next challenge laid out to him. And this is a pretty unique challenge here. And we're going to get the Force Priestesses here. It's going to be our next clip. Powerful the creature was. What you faced was a reflection of your hubris in the shadow of your soul. And yet, clear, I thought I was. The beast is you. And you are the beast. To deny it simply gives it power. Now I see. Simple, the answer was. Deep in your core, you felt that we had nothing to teach you. But you must trust in our teachings, if you are to succeed. Ready I am. 
for what comes next. You must enter the Valley of Extinction. It's not menacing at all. No. Pass through without emotion, without attachment. For you will see all our faces there, and they will seduce you. For we are confusion, anger, sadness, joy, and serenity. Okay. So, Yoda's on to his next test, and basically all those five emotions are going to tempt him in this test, and he needs to defeat that. Um, so, Yoda then shows up in a, like a, a, a haze, a dream of the Jedi Temple, um, and he finds Mace there lying dead. He finds our boy Petro dead. Petro is gone. Petro's gone, and just like that, you say her name and she shows up, there is Ahsoka in this vision of his and she's dying on the floor of the Jedi temple. Um, so Ahsoka is there. We're going to get a clip of Ahsoka talking to Yoda. And then our friend Katuni shows up. Now these are from the old, uh, these are the, we haven't heard them, uh, seen them in a while, but they're from the younglings arc. Is that the, they go to, is it Ilum to get their lightsaber crystals? Ilum, which is also the same planet from the force awakens where scar killer base. Oh yeah, that's right. Yep, they, yep. they mined the shit out of Ilum <laughs> yeah. and turned it into a giant fucking weapon. Um, but yeah, so we haven't seen these younglings for quite some time, but they did play a pretty big, uh, role in an earlier arc. So, um, they're going to show up here, and it's going to be our next clip. Master, Yoda, please, oh, help me. I'm, I'm dying. What has happened to your Padawan? <coughs> Who has done this? <coughs> the Sith. How? You told me I would finish my training and become a Jedi. But the council expelled me. Why would you do that? <coughs> Will I still become one with the Force when I die? Master, will I be a Jedi? Padawan. Padawan. Ahsoka. No. 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 Not strong enough I was. No. Failed I have. Master Yoda, let me take you away from your confusion, your anger, your sadness. Come with me, and you will never know pain, never know sadness. Close your eyes, and I will guide you. Okay, so basically what happens then is Yoda now comes to, he, he's out of the darkness of that uh, dark death room in the Jedi Temple, and now he's out on the um, Temple Gardens, I guess we'll call them. Yeah. Um, and there's just like a large gathering of Jedi there. It's a very sunny, beautiful day, and this is where Katuni has led him. But my question is, so like the, it's apparently, it's what Katuni said was like sadness, confusion, anger, those were all trying to like seduce him in that scene with Ahsoka, yeah. but 
did he pass the test? Like, what is it that made him? I think he needed to. I think the way I saw it was he needs to. He needed to confront all of them in that he would experience the emotions, and then this last one is joy. Yes. And then what he has to come to is a place of serenity. Okay. Is kind of how I saw it. Yeah. So after he confronts this, serenity happens, I guess. Yeah. Like, and that's, yeah, maybe it comes to, like, me being repressed. But I was like, didn't he give in to the emotions by breaking down and that type of thing? Yeah, I think it was just, I think he had to experience them all. I don't know. But by not giving in to this final test here, he yes. he denied them all, I guess, in yeah. a sense. And he just like came to a place of serenity yep. and acceptance. Um but so we're in the Temple Garden, he wakes up there. They got Minnie there. We got Anakin, you got Mace, you see Ahsoka, we got Terrace and Ube chatting up fucking Gungi style. Okay. Um and Kit and Horn guy in the back. Yeah, we got Buffalo, Water Buffalo Eighth there. Cloth. Um, Qui-Gon is there. Quinlan? Dooku. Yeah. Uh, Barriss Offie is there. Quin- yeah, Quinlan is there. Um, the Padawan killed by Savage Press is there. Remember that Padawan? The first Jedi that are killed yeah, by Savage Press. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. He's a Nautilin, and he's there. Yeah. So it's just like a ton of Jedi there. Um, and where Yoda walks up to, we see Obi-Wan having a conversation with Qui-Gon, and then you see the back of another third Jedi having a conversation with him. And it's fucking Dooku. Light side Dooku. Light side Dooku. He's very, he's very friendly. Um, and so Yoda walks up to him, and Yoda's immediately taken aback, like, what, Dooku, what are you doing here? Um, and then Yoda is shown joy. I guess this is his last emotion he's going to be put to. And so this is how things, Yoda kind of deep down, I guess, wishes how things were. Um, and so that is going to be our last clip. And this is Yoda finally passing the test at the end when he realizes... This is all but a dream. This is not Ah, real. Master Yoda. Master Dooku was just telling us a tale of when he was your Padawan. Really quite a humorous story. Count Dooku. Yes, Master. I was telling them the tale of when you faced the giant Tarentatek on Kashyyyk. What a terrible beast it was. Yes. Yes. I remember. We had wonderful adventures, Master Yoda and I. I'm sure we'd all love to hear more, but it's time to join the others. They all walk over around this tree, and they just kind of gather around the tree. Yoda's like, oh, yeah, this looks fun. We'll all just stand next to each other. (laughs) (laughs) We'll walk five feet and stand next to each other. But he gets second thoughts. Wrong this is. Lies, these images are. Lies. Lies. Dead, I know you to be. On Naboo, died you did, Qui-Gon. And a traitor you are, my old Padawan. They all start to fade away. Dooku jumps in, charges in, but like Yoda realizes it's a falsehood, so he just dissipates, never hits him with anything. Yes. So yeah, I mean, I yeah, I mean, he, he experienced all the emotions, but he came back to a place of serenity. That's the only way it makes sense to me. The other thing that he said is to uh, 
like the thing that kind of like broke him out of it is he looked at Adigalia and it was like, no, this is wrong. You're dead. Yes. And they, I think he looks at Qui-Gon too. And he was yeah, like, he says, you're dead. You too. died on Naboo. Yeah. Yeah. And, and then so- also the other one, uh, there's two other Jedis that we didn't mention. Um, uh, Tiplar was there and she was, she got executed by Tup. Ah, yes. She's the, I forget the species, but she's got the flowy hair. Yeah, she's one of the twins. Yep. Yeah. And then also... Fraternal twins, they must be. Our boy Biff. He's back. Yeah. Did he see him? Yeah. All the younglings were there. Yeah. All the younglings. It was good to see. I love just like in the background, you see Tara Sunube. I know. Just staring Gungi directly in the face. Gungi style. I just wanted to play that again. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, all those younglings actually show up there if you pay attention. Yeah. Like all from the younglings arc. Um, well, was the Rodian? I didn't see the Rodian. I saw the Rodian. Oh, she might have ran past the screen. Yeah, briefly. I think. Yep. Okay. Uh, was the Nautilin there? The little Nautilin? Know. I know I know. we saw the one younger Nautilin, yeah. which was the one that was killed by Savage Press. I just It's a fucking gathering, man. It's a trip. Yeah. Like, they're all there. Shout out to Quinlan Voss for showing up again finally. It is finally. a blast from the past. That fucking Quinlan Voss, man. <laughs> I'm surprised he didn't jump. <laughs> they should have just thrown in a jump for that fucker. Okay, so Yoda wakes back up then at the Wellspring of Eternity, um, and he's on, like, this ridge, like the edge of a forest almost. And his ship just kind of lifts up, and the the Force priestesses are going to say goodbye to him. Um, so our last clip is going to be the final direction from the Force priestesses now that Yoda has passed their test he still has one more test to go and they're going to set up the next episode so let's take a listen you have done well but to succeed your life must be spent learning practicing please show me who you are see your face i must takes off her mask she just falls into nothing Now you see, we have achieved what you seek, and live between the realms. Dead you are? Yes. How shall I complete my training? You must face the ultimate test, the ultimate seduction, the gravest of journeys. You will travel to Moribond. Moribond? Journey to the ancient homeworld of the Sith. Face all that you fear. All that haunts your soul! Here comes Yoda's ship. Is waiting for Hello, him. my friend. <laughs> no, no. One more place to visit. We have. A strange place I have come from, but finished not what I came for. Set a course for Moraban. Yes, brave we must be. The worst. I fear is yet to come. All right, so they're off to Moraban, also known as Korriban. Yeah. That's the ancient name of it. Um, and that is 
the homeworld of the Sith. So we are going to the Sith homeworld, and Yoda's going to face down the dark side head to head. I think I heard, like, I can't remember if it was, like, something due to, like, copyright or something that they use Moraband instead of Korriban. But, but then I've heard, I think Dave Filoni was interviewed, and I heard him mention, like, well, Korriban was, like, the ancient pronunciation, and he was like, there are words that we say today. Yeah that are very different than what the ancient yeah. origin is. So his kind of like way of rationalizing it is that. Yeah, but it's it's Korriban. Yeah. That's where they're going. Yep. So um, I've been to Korriban in Knights of the Old Republic. Yeah. Very exciting stuff. Um, but that is our episode. Um, I don't know. We had a lot of clips there. It was a unique little journey for Yoda. Yeah. Um, it's cool. I like what they're doing here. I thought it was really unique. I The whole time I was yeah. thinking, you must have dug this. This is a great episode. This is getting into the stuff that you really enjoy. I like Force Mystique and lore. Yeah. So, yeah, we're, this this is all right up my alley. So, uh, what does IMDB give this one? IMDB is giving Destiny in 8.8. 8.8? Yeah. I fucking loved it, man. And I can't remember if we gave last episode's rating, but last episode was rated an 8.9 by okay. IMDb. Did I give a 9.5 on the last yeah. one? I did. Okay. I barely even remember the last one because this one just fucking blew me away. <laughs> I love this episode, man. I know. What was the last one again? What was Voices. Yeah, vo- oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Dagobah. Um. And, and Anakin breaking him out of the psych ward. Yeah. 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 Um, I actually think I like this one more. <laughs> yeah, me too. I give it a 9.75. 9.75. This arc fucking rules. Isn't man. it awesome? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Charles. <laughs> I don't know. It's interesting. It's too bad not all the Jedi could take this journey, though, because they might actually stop bad things from happening. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, I'm getting to that. I will get to that. Um, But no, I'm really digging this whole. And now we're going to Korriban, which is fucking awesome. Yep. So, yeah, 9.75 for me. What do you got? I'm going nine. All right. Yeah. Nine. It was yeah. an uptick. I love this. I like this episode a lot more than the last one. Yeah. Um, but in, I still love the last one. I just love just adding on. It's opening up this whole kind of world that I think is just so interesting yeah. to venture into as a Star Wars fan. Yeah, this is the kind of big that I like. Yeah. This is big. Yeah. You know, it's not small thinking here. Uh-huh. Man. They're getting into some philosophy. We've come a long way from Senate Spy, baby. <laughs> yes, we have. God. <laughs> Isn't it sad when you think about, like, the drivel that we've had to, like, yeah. experience and, like, we could have been spending time on this? Yeah. I would almost want, like, 13 episode seasons if they're all this good. Yeah, you know? I know great do you think they'll do like a i know they're doing bad batch but do you i think, honest to god think they should do more they'll reboot clone wars Fuck at it. some point i mean hey it was gone for six years and it came back what's to say they don't think they have some more ideas they want to explore chibata a chibata <laughs> bread indeed okay a 9.75 and a nine the side of life know everything he does okay light side moment of the episode um oh man there's a lot of good stuff in this one uh i'm gonna do the cool even though it was a dark side moment i thought the dark side yoda aberration was really unique oh yeah i thought it was a cool scene i thought it was really well done that whole scene in that dark side cave bush whatever the fuck it is 
is really well done and just how they how they really like uh, define what the proper way to handle the dark side is it's it, not to just act like it doesn't exist you need to understand that it's there i like that a lot everything about that scene was executed flawlessly it was a great scene like yoda the actual interpretation of what dark side yoda looks like yeah like the fighting was really cool like the actual moral that was lying underneath of it was amazing yeah like everything about that scene was great yeah yeah, and I just, you know, we've heard him say so many times, like, clouded by the dark side, this yeah. and that. It's like, well, yeah, it's clouded because you just, you've almost ignored it. Yeah. You know, it's it's it was cool. What's your light side? Uh, my light side was seeing light side Dooku. Yeah. Like, we've heard about him for so long, and this is the first time we've actually seen, like, a moving interpretation yeah. of what dark side Dooku looks like. Yeah. And you can easily see how him and Qui-Gon, like, really got along. Like seeing them stand next to each other, like yeah. just like I, I totally see how those two could like just vibe with one oh, yeah. one another. Oh, it's good stuff. All right. If you only oh, okay. knew the power yeah, of the dark side. Dark side. Okay. Dark side moment of the episode. Oh man. Um, I think for me it was just like the death in the temple. Uh, where Yoda, you know, the 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 talk with Ahsoka. Where she spoke some hard truths like, you know, why did you abandon me, basically? Yeah. You know, and it was, yeah, I agree with that. It, granted, it's just a vision. It's not actually Ahsoka, but I agree with it. I thought, you know, like, I, I read Dark Disciple and I mentioned how Quinlan Voss just goes full dark side. They bring him back. He fucks him over. He, they bring him back again. <laughs> and I'm just like, they gave him so much fucking rope. And they gave <laughs> yeah. Ahsoka... Hardly any. Like, they were very quick to distance themselves from her when she has been nothing but, like, a model student and literally somebody that, like, kind of, you know, it, she's like the she's the wildness of Anakin, but also the, like, serenity of Obi-Wan to, like, toe that line yeah. perfectly. Like, Ahsoka is like a almost a predecessor or, or a, a successor for me of Qui-Gon. Yeah. Like, somebody who views the Force on all sides. And so I, I think Ahsoka had the potential to be, like, one of the greatest Jedi Masters ever. Yeah. Uh, much like I'm starting to, like, learn about Qui-Gon to be one of the greatest Jedi Masters ever. And just the way they abandoned her. I, I So, benefit of the doubt, though, do we know chronologically, is this taking, like, did the whole Quinlan event happen after this episode? After. Because. No, not after. No, no. It happened before this episode, but after Ahsoka. Okay, because I was what I was thinking is, what if it happened where like they learned something from Yoda it? Yoda learned something from yeah. this experience, and that's what made. No, him... I mean Dark Disciple. Ahsoka is not even mentioned in Dark Disciple. It, I think Dark Disciple took place like right after Ahsoka left. Okay, so so after Ahsoka left, but before Yoda goes and visits the the Greek yeah. So maybe they people. did learn something from it. But I mean, the shit Quinlan does when he's in Darkseid, he like he literally like joins the Separatists and he he becomes Admiral Enigma. Yeah, yeah. and he's like Dooku's right hand. He's like the new Ventress. Yoda. Basically. <laughs> I just feel like Yoda after the whole Ahsoka fallout, Yoda decides like I gotta stop phoning it in. Yeah, like I actually gotta start paying attention in these meetings. And the, the also Darkseid for me is like the fact that Yoda's growing so much now, but it ultimately is too late. But yeah. It's not really too late because the knowledge he learns does save the Jedi Order long term. Yes. Like, he teaches it to Obi-Wan. 
you know, and but it, it's like Obi Wan's it, able to guide Luke to him from death, you know. But it's like only at this point does he realize, like, oh, everything we have been teaching is wrong. Is wrong. Yeah. So we have to kind of like burn that yeah. down to well, I mean, start I think a at their new... core. The Jedi have the right ideas. It's just they just aren't embracing everything that they need to. I I don't know. It's, yeah, it's it's an interesting. They're not completely wrong, but they are, if that makes any sense. Yeah. You know, they're right on a lot of things, but it doesn't really matter when you're this wrong on this one thing. Yep. Okay. Uh, what's your dark side? Uh, my dark side is the thought of every single one of the Jedi having this dark side demon just brewing inside yes. of them. <laughs> like, I want to see dark side Moondy because that thing's got to be a fucking monster. Yeah. At this point. Oh, the way God. that he's just push that thing down dark side moondy is just him just laying his seed everywhere <laughs> that's dark side moondy big splooge monster yeah <laughs> <Just> <laughs> i am your children <laughs> why have you not contacted me dad <laughs> but like if this if this thing has been inside of yoda the entire time like it's got to be inside of every single one of the jedi too and they've just they have not been taught how to like acknowledge it and kind of let it go they've just been taught for how for fucking ever to just like repress it and not acknowledge it at all yeah and i feel like if if they did do their teaching like yoda is starting to figure out they could have prevented anakin from going dark because they could have taught and like listened to him talking about some of his dark side thoughts without kind of like I also think this path nagging him for it. This path that he's starting to go down would ultimately lead to like a more sustainable life. Too, oh, absolutely. Where they embrace relationships on a deeper level, maybe, you know, and um you know, we've talked about the attachment stuff. There's a difference between attachment there's and obsession. healthy attachment and then there's obsession. Yeah. You know? And I think this would have led them to finding a, like a, a place of a happy attachment. Where, where you have a healthy attachment to people, but you can also accept that those people are going to die. The problem is, like, with Anakin, it's like, he, you know, Yoda tells him, like, you have to let go of this, like, don't mourn for them, blah, blah, blah. But at the same time, it's like, but you're supposed to ignore the detachment completely, so, I, you know, yeah. I don't, if that makes any sense. It's just, One they're thing- not allowed to embrace the good parts of it, but they have to accept... That these people are going to die. So you can accept the bad parts, but you can't embrace the good full force. Yeah. You know? One one interesting thing that I heard someone talk about was they said that, like, the Jedi, even up until this point, are still... They're preparing for the last war that they fought, which was, like, however many thousands of years ago yeah. with a shitload of Sith before the rule of two. Yeah. So the Jedi have been... completely concentrating on we need to recruit more Jedi, we need to teach them the light side of the Force, thinking that more light is going to vanquish dark. Yeah. But what they didn't account for is the Sith, like, coming up with this rule of two and only committing two people to a study of the dark side. And what the Jedi haven't realized that they've done is with every new light side Jedi that they're creating, they're making those two dark side people darker. Like there's fewer quantities of darkness, but it's the balance, but the darkness itself is getting 
like more and more intense in yeah. the two representatives that the Sith have. Because the Force is trying to balance. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's a unique perspective. Whereas if they were fighting the battle of the olden days, then it could be seen as like, oh, cool. Like the more light side Jedis we bring on, mm-hmm. then it might like skew the balance a little bit and maybe they'll have fewer Siths and like that type of thing. But they don't realize that they're fighting the, like a completely wrong fight. Yeah. So you're saying there should be like a gray type Jedi. Yeah. And I think Qui-Gon, I mean, it wasn't a gray Jedi and that's like kind of the term that gets thrown yeah, around yeah, for yeah. it. But Qui-Gon kind of bordered on that. Yeah. It's um, any Jedi that's talking about like, we don't, we should, we should listen to our dark sides and not, yeah, just completely give into it. Give yeah. Into it. yeah, so uh, Dawn of the Jedi, the Jedi. I always like saying that the Jedi. That's basically what they did. Yeah, like that's how when the before the Jedi Order and then it split, as religions do, you know. But before that, they were a very gray style. Like they, um, I wouldn't say they gave into the dark side. They just didn't let it get out of control. Yeah, they only used it when it was necessary, and they used it within reason. So, okay. All righty, so I guess we got this. Thank you, Rex. Oh, yeah, you might be down. Oh, yeah, I got to get it up. Cheese! Meet me. Mandy, embrace your emotions. Meet me, Mandy, get it in. Mandy, I'm being canceled. Dennis Prager, help me. I'm being canceled. Okay. Dark Horse Hero of the episode. Um, I'm going to give it to the Clone Wars Holy Trinity. Now, we have our Holy Trinity of Depressed Kenobi, you'll know, and the one and only super fan, <laughs> the Athorian Historian. In this episode, we are introduced to the Fancy Lads Holy Trinity. Hey, how we are. <laughs> Yoda walks up to Obi-Wan, Qui-Gon Jinn, and... And light side Dooku telling <laughs> tales of, of of lore in yonder. And I thought it was just the coolest little fucking trio of dudes I've ever seen. Oh, yeah. Dude, they are so fancy. If they... Oh, God. If we got any kind of, like, Star Wars what if... Yes. I could watch an entire series of yeah. just those three. Make a three ninjas movie with those three. You know? <laughs> like, it was fucking great. And half of each episode could just be them sitting around sipping tea. Yes. And discussing things. Yeah, and like calling a tailor in to uh, like (laughs) take measurements and fit them all for lovely robes. They were all looking great. Yes. Uh, So I just thought that Holy Trinity, the fancy lad Holy Trinity, is my dark horse hero of the episode. Who do you got? Uh, I'm going to give it to Dark Side Yoda. Oh, he's a squirrely one. Teaching Yoda how to be humble after... 850 years. That was good stuff. But I just thought, like, he looked amazing. Like, the voice acting was, like, different enough, but still similar enough. Yeah. Um, yeah, and, like, I'm a sucker for any kind of, like, alt version. Yeah. Like, anytime that they put up those concept pictures of, like, light side Vader. Like, if yeah. Vader would have lived past Return of the Jedi, what he would have looked like. It's just basically a beige Vader. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or, like, Dark Side Obi-Wan. Like, yeah. you can find that online and that yeah. type of stuff. Like, I love any kind of, like, I would love to see an animated Dark Side Obi-Wan. That'd be very cool. We have seen Obi-Wan lose it a little bit with Maul yeah. a few times. But, but no, I think in in uh, the original for, I think, PlayStation 2, Battlefront 2, 
like there was or Battlefront three that was in development ah, that yeah. got canceled. Um, that was going to be on PS three and three sixty, right? I think so. Yeah. Um, because I think the what was it? Pandemic was the studio that yep. got that went under. Um, but there was a campaign where you were going to play as Dark Side Obi Wan, oh. and there's like concept art for it, and he looks like like an old like swamp creature. Like it's it's fucking. Cool. He looks like a swamp creature. He's like a swamp hag. Okay. looking guy like grizzled and so like he was beard. older yeah okay that would have been cool oh that would have been a good one yeah Alrighty. yeah and they must have been playing off the golem vibes there oh they would they have to have. yeah because that's yeah it, it seems he very sounds just golem. like him yeah all righty yeah 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 all star of the episode we got to give it to one and only r2 detoa um, holding down that skin crater like a yeah. champ <laughs> <laughs> i mean it was hilarious when they're entering that it looked like they're flying directly into a star yeah. and r2 is just getting fried <laughs> the like, whole time ah! Ah! and then once they land r2 kind of comes to and yoda's like oh awake you are my yeah, friend. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so r2 fucking rocks and when yoda takes off and he comes up out of the crater he doesn't like land to let R2 jump in. R2 just immediately jets up. jets up and just like in unison just flies in so Yoda never even has to stop. Yoda never has to slow down. R2 just brings himself to match the speed and plops himself into yep. the fighter. It's great. Also like there's a this Yoda had to recognize R2 in Empire Strikes Back. <laughs> because anymore. like there's there's interesting interactions between them where like Yoda's like kind of rubbing R2 and being like, yeah. we have one more place to go and like that type of it's there's Either a that, relationship maybe it's just there. because like the astro like we've seen other astromechs. Yeah. Oh, by the way, when I was at Nerdin' Out, you know what I almost got instead of the Qui-Gon? Huh. I almost got the Goldie action figure. Oh Remember Goldie? Yeah. Now I bring that up, though, just because, like, we see a lot of astromechs that look just like R2, just different paint. And so maybe, you know, benefit of the doubt, maybe it's just like, oh, we've seen so many astromechs like this that it couldn't be the one from 20 years ago. He's yeah. long gone by now or something. That's I don't true. know. You're like, who's to say there's not another astromech out there that's painted exactly yeah, like R2? Yoda's got to recognize yeah, that personality. No. Speaking of which, so at Nerd and Out, did you see the... Uh, They've had it forever. There's a Black Series, like, larger Black Series R2. No. I think it's, like, 300 bucks. Oh, really? But it's, like, I think maybe, like, 10 inches tall. Ooh. And it's got, like, all the attachments Ooh. and stuff. That'd be a fun one. Yeah. I did see Kit Fisto's lightsaber. Yeah. They've had that They didn't for a have while. the Revan one. No, that must have been sold. Gone. Yeah, everybody wants that Revan one. Okay. All righty. So, you're in agreement with R2-D2. R2-D2. Why do I call... R two D Toa. Yeah, that's what three PO says that one time. Yeah. Right? R two D Toa. I beg your pardon. All right. What do you mean, naked? My Ooh, parts bah, bah, bah. are showing. My goodness. Oh. <laughs> Ooh. I think this has officially replaced right side front. <laughs> Yeah, man. I don't know. This this Good Hood alternate is really growing on yeah, me. Yeah, yeah. I think I like That's it better now. Song. I don't know. We really, we'll keep that other one around. Maybe we'll just switch them in and out. But yeah. I think I'm going to go with this for the foreseeable future. 
I fucking love that guitar riff, man. Yep. I'm a Swifty. You did it, Devin. I'm a Swifty. I love her so much. Okay. So Goodhood, the wellspring of eternity, the life of uh, the, the place where Metachlorians spawn from, the meeting place of the cosmic force and the living force. Who was looking at? There. Um... I'm going to give it to little smoky dark side Yoda. <laughs> yeah. He was a ball of energy. He was so cool. <laughs> His eyes were fucking cool, man. Yeah. Well, like, just the way he looks like a cloud. Yeah. Like he like kind of has apparitions at the like, yeah. edges of him and stuff. And also, I mentioned it before, his chompers. He's got some straight chompers. Yeah. It's like he went... Dark side Yoda is the Yoda that went... It was the vanity of getting his teeth fixed. <laughs> yeah, that's what it is. He gave into the vanity of it all. All right, who do you got for a good hood? Uh, for my good hood, I'm giving it to one of the Force Priestesses. I'm giving it to Confusion. Okay. Because, like, all of their masks kind of make sense. Yeah. When you think of the, like, emotions, there's anger and sadness. Is Confusion one with the but side mouth? Confusion, they just made her mouth slightly askew. Yes. <laughs> she got the side mouth. <laughs> she, she has a mask and she just looks like she's going, huh? Yeah. Huh? <laughs> good stuff. Yeah, they're unique. It was it was a unique character design on them yeah. for sure. I liked it. I thought I thought it was cool. I did too. Yeah, and I love the fact that like when Yoda asked to see them, they just all turned into a pile of laundry yes. with the masks laying on top of them. It was great. Oh man, lots. You know, for an episode that was like lacking a lot of characters. Oh, d shout out to Lightside Dooku for the brown getup that he's got on. Oh yeah, he's got like a lighter brown yeah. getup on. It's very nice. Um. But no, this was actually a stronger Hood episode than you may think. Not to choose from. Oh, it was Good Hood. All right. Uh, anything else on Good Hood? All righty. Why is the Good Hood still going? Stop it, Good Hood. Let's have this music for today. What do we got for a tagline on this one? Maybe we need to... I like this. I love this song. I think we should use this as our new tagline music. <laughs> Just a, poor Wade is going to hear it, <laughs> and he's going to think gonna about yesterday. Maybe we won't do it to him. Wade, if this is too much to handle, I won't do it, but if I find an instrumental version of it, I might need to. Okay. Uh, oh, wait. I got to turn this down. This is loud. Chibata. Okay. For Destiny, we have Death is Just the Beginning, and your guess was very simple. You just said Yoda is going to get in touch with the Force, baby. <laughs> yeah! <laughs> and then I pushed you on it, and you said Yoda's going to get in touch with places of the Force that we have not yet seen. Yeah, I mean, you know, we went to, like, the homeworld of the fucking midichlorians. Yeah, he went inside a body somewhere. He went, yeah. Like, a strange, adventurous journey. That one line from The Phantom Menace about a blood test that Qui-Gon ran turned into this. <laughs> yeah! You know, Isn't this trippy nuts? fucking world, the wellspring of eternity. Yeah. Very cool. This was Super Mortis vibes, and I was there for yeah, it. Yeah. I love the Grand Force, yep. you know? Just give it to me, man. Hit me with the wild, wacky stuff. <laughs> it's good stuff. What do we have for Tagging Land in the next one? Next episode, we have Facing All That You Fear Will Free You From Yourself. Oh, Yoda's going to wake up inside. Wake me up. Wake me up inside. Yoda's going to have a the final rebirth of Yoda as he is now a learner once again. And he's going to fully embrace the learning. And he's opening himself up to all the possibilities that he never considered to be uh, 
unfathomable. He could not see them just mere days ago. And now Yoda's mind is galaxy brain. He's going on Joe Rogan podcast. He's awake for the first time. Yeah, he's awake and he's asking questions like, what are chemtrails? You know, he's doing all this stuff. That's my prediction. Yoda's going to embrace the grander force even further. That's my prediction. Good stuff. What's the next episode? Next episode is season six, episode 13, Sacrifice. It's no sacrifice. Remember that song? John? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't think I'm going to use that song, but. It's very low energy. But yeah, I it's too low energy. I had a, the exact same thought. Yeah. <laughs> like, it, 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 would, it, it would be the same problem with The Great Adventure. I would have to throw something else in there to pump myself up. You should pull it anyway. Yeah. <laughs> oh, we'll be playing some Elton John in the next episode. We haven't really gotten to much Elton John, have we? No, I don't think so. Eh, all right. Well, we're going to have to do that. Okay, then. All right, Adam, where can the listeners reach us? Send us an email. We are at clonecastpod at gmail.com. You can reach us on TikTok, Instagram, Twitter, at clonecastpod. Uh, reach out if you want to join the Discord. A lot of fun stuff goes on on the Discord. You and I are both on there. Yeah. Uh, if you can remember to re- review, rate, subscribe, whatever you can do to help us out. We Tell a friend. Certainly would appreciate it. Leave stickers on gonk droids at Galaxy's <laughs> Edge. <laughs> Uh, so we will see you next time for Sacrifice. Until then, may the Tech be with you. Over here, the tragedy of Crispin's day. Day.